Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. You want me to do the intro again? You're a bit sick. All right. Welcome everybody to the Digger Dads. Pure Shy Podcast. This is me, Ryan, of course. And we've got Shane over there as well now. Shane's a bit sick today. His family is sick. They've all got like the flu or something. They're all a bit sick now. We weren't even supposed to do this podcast, were we? No, we said yesterday. Well, I said yesterday, I'm not doing one this week. Just too sick and with the young fella here today and everything, it's hard to do one, but he's gone for a nap now, so I thought, fuck it, I'll punch one out really quick. Even if it's pure shite, like, even if it's nonsense. Give them something to listen to. There's people probably waiting for this every week, so give them something to listen to. Yeah, well, like, just letting you know, oh, I've got nothing prepared. I've got nothing written down, like, because you told me yesterday, like, you rang me and we were like, don't come near my house tomorrow, no. I'm not doing a podcast. I'm sick. And then you rang me this morning saying, here, come on. So I've got nothing ready for these people. That's all right, we'll just, we'll just talk, like. What's your favourite film? Oh, good. I don't know. Um, I'll tell you now, actually. They've put the Lord of the Rings back onto the Netflix. Yeah, Lord of the Rings. Them were good, hey? Oh, I love those. I love those now. Who's your favourite Lord of the Rings fella now? Hey, I, I like the Grimly one. Uh, Gimli. Yeah, the little midget one. Dwarf. Oh, that's one, yeah. And then uh, the legless Leonardo the Orlando Bloom. Yeah, it's just Orlando Bloom, lad. Yeah, okay, he's a good one. He's good with the bows and arrows. Yeah, he's fair good, isn't he? And I like the way the two of them throughout the entire series uh, battle off to see how many of those orcs they can kill and who can kill the most. It's very good. I really like that. Yeah, it's good. Um, So you're like into all like, the fantasy stuff, Tin? Oh, yeah, yeah. What, what about like Star Trek and Star Wars? No, Star Trek now can go and shite. 
Star Wars, I, I like the Star Wars now. Yeah, the Star Trek now, I could never get into that at all. Never could get into that. Star Wars now is quite good, I like that. I'd watch them now on repeat, you know. But Lord of the Rings is probably one of the best ones for the fantasy stuff. I'm more of a fella that's into, like, horror movies or comedies, you know. And if I'm going to watch a horror movie now, I, I like to go and watch it in the cinema to get the full experience. The full fright. Oh, the full scare. The full scare, that's it. You're fucking dead right too. You're near shiting yourself. Oh, you'd be fucking near crippled in the chair. And you're walking out of the cinema absolutely terrified of your shite, driving home. I remember we went to see uh, The Conjuring, one of The Conjurings anyway, in the cinema in Tullamore there. And it was myself, uh, there was a couple of young ones, and uh, a couple of lads, uh, Thomas, John, and James, I think. And you'd be in there like, and you'd be in the cinema, and you'd be near shiting yourself. Near fucking shiting yourself in the cinema, and then the lights turn on at the end, and it's over, and you're walking out, and you're still a bit on edge, like. You're sitting in this car on the way home, there's about seven of you bet into this fucking Mazda 323, and you're all bet into this thing, and one person says, Oh, do you see that out in the field? What's that out in the field? And it's like, Fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> Don't even start. I'm the same lad. Like, if I rewatched him, like if they're on Netflix and that, because all the conjurings and the insidious, they're all on the Netflix now. And I've rewatched them recently. And even when I know there's a fucked up bit coming on, I still shite the trousers. I still do. I still do. I know I'm the same. I got into this thing recently, well, I suppose it's a few months ago now, where I go down the rabbit hole of uh, paranormal encounters caught on camera, on YouTube. Oh, lad, I'd watch that stuff for hours. Hours, you get lost in it. You just venture down this fucking rabbit hole and you're gone, you know. And then after watching it then at night time, like, you're in your house going, did I fucking hear something? Is there something there? What the fuck? Have I just invited spirits into my house by watching that fucking thing? I swear I heard my car starting down there, you know. <laughs> it's fucked up, it messes with your head, but you can't stop watching it. You can't fucking get away from it. I'm not massive into, like, the movies and that, but if I was to watch a movie, it'd probably have to be a scary one or a funny one. Like, do you remember your wife suggested that we watch uh, Pulp Fiction? Ah, oh, fucking Pulp Shite. That was fucking horrendous, that thing. I know. I remember watching it thinking, what the fuck is going on? This is like two movies. Why the fuck is Bruce Willis in it? That's pure shy. He doesn't even belong in it. I think, I think what happened there was, he was out the back. And the director then went, oh fuck, John Willis' son is out there. We, we better throw him in somewhere. He's not getting on with all the lads, so we'll have to make up his own little section and stick him into it somehow. That's fucked up. The best bit is when um, your man Marv gets shot in the face. <laughs> in the back of the car. <laughs> Yeah, I found that very, very funny. That that was my favourite bit. And then, obviously the start of it was good. And in the end of it, because the start married him with the end. But the rest of it was like, what the fuck is going on here? This is fucked up. But yeah, if I was to choose to watch something, it'd probably be like a, a series or something, like something on the telly. Yeah, do you remember? There was a very, very good series years ago. And on the Irish channels. It's called Love Hate. Oh, lad. That took that country by storm. Oh, everyone was watching it. Now, people that were as good as gold, you know, that would never even swear, never even curse like, would be glued to this love-hate. Now, for those of you that don't know what love-hate is or what it was, it was like a crime drama. 
based in Dublin in Ireland. And it was fucking unreal. Oh, lad, it was unreal. I loved it. I thought it was fucking deadly. And it's so relatable as well, like, because I've, I've never, um, I've never seen drugs around, like, ever. And I wouldn't know what's involved to that type of stuff at all. So it, it'd be relatable for other people, absolutely. And I felt that the relation that it had with other people, of course. All right, okay. <laughs> but you'd hear the stories. Oh, that's what I mean. Yeah, you hear the stories. That's exactly what I mean. Yeah, it just you'd hear the stories of like uh, people getting clipped and stuff for own money and just being able to shift mountains of drugs for astronomical amounts of money and stuff like that, and it all being done right in front of you, but you can't see it. And it was just an absolutely brilliant, brilliant piece of television. Absolutely one of the best things to come out of Ireland in relation to television. That, that I found anyway. But it ended after uh, six seasons, I think it was six seasons they did, and um, it ended on a bit of a cliffhanger as well, where people were like, oh, there's going to be another one, like something's going to happen here. Your manga clipped at the end, like the main fella, but at the same time, it was kind of one of those endings where the young fella's looking out the window, is, is he going to come back and do something later on? And You know, but nothing has ever come of it since. They did do um, a movie kind of, not to it, but kind of similar with the same actors and stuff. Um, in a movie called Cardboard Gangsters. And again, this was set in, in Ireland, Dublin, you know, crime and drugs and territory and stuff like that. And I, I thought it was good, but I also thought it was very forced. I'd never watch it again now. I watched it a couple of times, and I think if I watched it another time now, I'd be sick of it, you know. But love, hate, if that came onto the television, or if there's anywhere I can watch that that anyone knows, please feel free to reach out to me on Instagram and let me know, because I want to watch that again from start to finish. Absolutely. The Derry Girls is good, isn't it? Oh, that's very relatable. Very, very relatable. My favourite character in it now is uh, is Joe, Mary's father. You know, and the way he treats uh, Tommy Tiernan's character. I, I love that. I love it. If I ever have a daughter, and should she come home with a, a fella, if she's into the fellas, um, that's exactly how I want to be. I want to tell him, any chance I get, I burst you. <laughs> I never would like, but I just want to be that character. It's fucking fantastic. And then um, you've got Uncle Colm. He's the one that like talks and talks and talks. Oh yes. Very, very funny. It's very funny because we all know someone like that. We all know someone like Uncle Colm. Who will just sit there and just talk and bore the beat chases out of you. With absolute nonsense that means nothing to nobody. They just want to be talking. And it's very funny. Very, very funny. Sister Michael. When she comes on. Fucking Fantastic. Fantastic. How they've charactered her. She's supposed to be a nun. But she gives fuck all to religion. Hey. Fuck all to it. <laughs> and I do like the fact that they've added. A fella into it. And an English fella as well. James. Into the Derry Girls. It's very good. It's very well put together. I'll have to say it's very good. And Tommy Tiernan plays an absolute storm in it. He's very good too. And. Um, Ardell O'Hanlon. Uh, Dougal Maguire from Father Ted. He's in it as well, and he, he plays a character that's uh, kind of similar to how Dougal would be, but not, you know. It's very good, very good. And I also like The Young Offenders. Connor McSweeney? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's very good. Very good. Another thing that you can just relate to young lads doing their thing, trying to fucking earn some money, trying to fucking make millions, and trying to fucking get ahead in life, and coming from a council estate, and all this kind of stuff, trying to shift young ones, and 
riding young ones, and then you've got Billy Murphy. I'm Billy Murphy. You know, it's pure crack, like pure crack, and stuff that we grew up with, even in Offaly and all over that country. People could relate with all these things, even though it's set in Derry and Young Offenders is set in Cork, and you know, it's just all relatable stuff. The English make some good telly as well, don't they? Oh, they do. I'll give them that. I'll give them that. They fucking make decent TV now. Decent TV. And um, the Inbetweeners now is probably one of my favourite uh, series to come out of there. Oh, lad. I love that. I wish it never stopped. Oh, it was something, it was something that could have kept going, for sure. For sure. I would have kept it going if I was in charge, but... Look, they didn't put me in charge, did they? Oh, lad, it's one of those things. Like, you'd be watching some series there and you think, right, this could end now. You know, Big Bang Theory, it's a great... Great series, but it definitely could have ended a lot earlier than it did. That went on for like 12 seasons, 13 seasons. Could have ended after the third one, like. Whereas The Inbetweeners only had three seasons and a couple of movies, and it's gone. It's fucking fantastic. Yeah, I would have preferred to have that go on a bit longer now as well. But they also make very good um, reality TV in England. And a lot of the reality TV that you see all over the world now actually originated in England, like uh, First Dates and Come dine with me and all that kind of stuff. Love Island. I don't like that shit. Oh, Love Island can fuck off, lad. I don't know how anyone watches that. I tried watching that. I can't. I think it's fucking horrendous. But I like, there's ones that I watch that are kind of similar to Love Island, but they're not Love Island. Uh, there's one that's called um, Too Hot to Handle. Yeah, yeah, we've watched that one here. That When that comes on, we watch it. And the concept of that one is, it, it's similar, they're on a villa, or in a villa on an island, you know, and they're all fucking shirtless and bikinis and tits and arse and mickeys and fucking all sorts. And the goal is you're not supposed to, to touch each other. If you fancy someone, you're not supposed to engage in any fornication. Otherwise, you lose money out of the prize fund. And there's always rule breaks and it's it's on the edge of your seat kind of stuff. It's pure shite. You shouldn't like it, but you find it fucking hilarious. Yeah, there's another one called X on the Beach. Yeah, go on. What's that one? Uh, it's when... They do the same kind of thing. Show up on an island, go to a villa and they're just about to get riding with someone and then the little tablet thing calls them down to the beach and there's three of them sitting at the beach and then someone comes out of the water and whoever's at the beach, it is one of their exes that comes in to ruin the fun. And it's usually like uh, Dimitri's ex because he's about to shaft Vanessa or something. And just before the shafting happens, the ex shows up to kind of put a spanner in the toolbox. And spanner in the works, lad. Yeah, that's what I mean. So it, it kind of puts a little bit of conflict in there and draws shouting at each other. And Vanessa wants to punch the head of this new one called Georgia. And Dimitri is all over the place because suddenly after seeing Georgia, he's got all these magical feelings for her again, even though he cheated on her. And it, it's all just stuff you shouldn't like, but you're laughing your fucking bollocks off the entire time. It's quite funny. Yeah, I do find the old naked attraction now to be very funny. Oh, lad, I love that. I love watching that. And it kind of gives you a bit of a confidence boost about yourself when you see some of the, the people that's on that. Oh, 100%, like, 100%. You'd be looking at that thinking, Jesus, lad, you picked the wrong date and show, hey? You've just showed the whole world what you're carrying around. Like, I wouldn't. If I was carrying that, I'd never take it out. I, I'd never take it out, not even to piss. I, I'd, I'd stick a flask to it now because it's sizable enough where there'd be plenty of room in there for a flask. It's not taking up much room in the trousers. So I, I'd be mortified, hey. <laughs> now we're not slagging off, lads. They've got a different willies, like. We're not doing that. 
We're not doing that. No, no, we're not doing that. They're all different shapes and sizes. Exactly. I just think people that go on there with those types of things are very brave. Like, you've either got big balls or no balls, you know. But to go up there and to show them off to the entire world, the entire nation, fair play to you. Because you have to take into account that if you go on a date with her, her friends have seen your Mickey. Her, some of her family has possibly seen it. Like, that's fucking madness. I don't know how I'd feel now. If I was with her one and her friends knew what I was holding in the trousers. That type of uncomfortable, like. It'd never come up in conversation. So Ryan, did you get your Mickey from your mother's side or your father's side? <laughs> that, that'd never come up in conversation, like. No one's going to bring it up, but just the fact that everyone's seen it. It'd be uncomfortable, like, you know. A hundred percent, lad. Oh, they're very brave people that go on there now. Because they've got the whole nation looking at them and judging them. Fucking judging them. We're, we're fuckers here. We are fuckers here, I tell you that. So remember last week I was talking about that um, incident that happened with the tube? I had a couple of Instagram messages come into me now and um, I want to read them out. One of them is an audio and I'm going to play it. So bear with me now, I'm going to get these messages for you. I actually got a message off a fella called Aaron. And he, he messaged me and he said, Lord Jesus, lad, I may stop listening to the podcast when I'm driving. It has me keeling over behind the wheel. I'm over in Canada here and I played the shift in one. I couldn't tell that story better myself. And the lads in the trucks had no idea what shifting was. So I had to try and explain it to him while in a heap trying to keep the truck between the ditches. <laughs> Good man, Aaron, you're a gas lad, hey. <laughs> hey, this one is from a fella called Kevin. And he said, podcast was gas, lad. Reminds me of the time I was bailing silage and your man in front of me, on the rake, caught the electric fence. He didn't realise it. And his excuse was, he was looking at the colourful bird on the fence post. What the fuck? But anyway, he pulled a good hundred yards of that fence off and the cattle in the next field went fucking apeshit and ate the silage and legged it out onto the road. Mad stuff. Jesus Christ, Kevin O'Brien. That is shocking. He was looking at a fucking bird. Where was she from? Templemore. I tell you, you want to be careful of them ones. Pure distraction. Pure distraction. So I got sent in this audio one as well, and I'm going to play it for you. I'm not mentioning the name of the person that sent me this, because I, I don't want him to get his head kicked in. So, uh, here we go. Oh, lad, I'm just listening here to number 10. <laughs> it reminds me of the story. We were below the <laughs> tunnel in Limerick in the... Uh... The Shannon Tunnel, and we were tying in the roundabouts one morning at four o'clock. And uh, we'd went for our dinner at about seven that evening. One of the boys, this fucking big cocky cunt, oh, <laughs> he was in to dig all along the side of the road and expose pipes and all that. And, oh, I'll tell you one thing that's not going to happen anyway. Oh, I'll never hit that. <laughs> not going to hit the gas sign anyway. It won't be my fuck up today, guys. I can guarantee you that. Here we are, four o'clock in the morning anyway, and I was sitting inside the the doors are waiting to push off stuff at the edge of the bank and there he was working away and next minute all I could hear was boom (laughs) 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 fucking dust blowing everywhere he gets down out of the digger running across the road fucking panicking he nipped the fucking top of one of the fucking um collars that they use to electrically weld the pipes there was fucking gas blowing everywhere (laughs) dust flying gas flying your man running around digger still running i ran over switched off the digger whole place locked up some fella comes out turns off the gas here's me man standing there big red heading him i busted me hole laughing 
fucking hell. It was the funniest ever. It always happens to the cocky fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell. I love that, lads. Keep sending that stuff in to me. I swear to God, I'll, I'll play it for you no bother at all. That was fucking very good now when I heard that the first time. There's always one fella on every job that's like, oh, I'm the best digger driver you've ever seen. And then he's the one that fucking hits water mains and, oh, lad, I've seen it so many times. I, I, I like to tell people that you're not the best in the world because you still haven't mastered it and nor will you ever master it. It's one of those jobs that you're just constantly learning on, constantly. There's no one the best at it. It doesn't matter if you can fucking dig a straight trench or dig a trench a perfect depth or a perfect slope or whatever the fuck. There's other stuff you haven't done, like. So you're not the best in the world at it. You might be very good at digging a straight line, but someone else would be very good at using a rock saw, cutting a fucking straight wall that you've never done. You know, it's one of those things, you're never going to be the fucking best at it. This is a part of the podcast where I ask Ryan five quick fire questions and he has to give me five quick fire answers. Are you ready, Ryan? Oh, you've got questions ready. I, I'm just going to pluck them out of my head, lad. Okay, all right, let's go. What song can you listen to on repeat? Or sit into your Cynthia for your girl for me. If you weren't doing the job you're in now, what would you be doing? Eh, uh, fuck all I'd say. What's one city you've always wanted to travel to? Eh, uh, Wexford. I want to go and see the strawberries. Eh, uh, favourite dessert? Eh, uh, the Sahara. Do you like surprises? No, tell me what you're getting me, now. Don't keep it from me. I want to know. When I asked you your favourite dessert, I didn't mean your favourite desert. Eh, uh, apple tart. Sorry. So this is a part now where I read out an extract from my copy. My ma found my copy in my room when she was cleaning it one day and I decided I'd hang on to it because there's some very, very valuable life lessons I've had in that now that I wrote down myself. So I'm going to go ahead and read this one now. Dear copy, this one is number 69. Lad, today in school I got in trouble because Miss Dempsey was talking about sex. She had like pictures of Mickey's and Fanny's on the projector. When I saw them I laughed and shouted. That's not a Mickey. This is a Mickey. So she sent me out to see that potato of a principal we have. I have a note in my journal now that my man needs to sign. I'm just going to forward to her signature again. Anyway, I better go late. Thanks. Jackhammer, out. You went for the whole crocodile Dundee. That's not a Mickey. Ah, lad, fuck's sake. I know. I got in big trouble for that. My man never got to see any of the notes I got sent home. I would always forge the signature. Good lad, Ryan. Good lad. This one's going to be a shorter episode now than the rest of them. I'm not feeling 100%, so I want to fucking uh, quickly wrap this one up as soon as I can now. But um, obviously towards the end there, we always talk about mental health and stuff and how important it is and how positive you need to be and advocating men's mental health a lot of the time. And it, it doesn't just come down to men. You know, women suffer with mental health too and Mothers and, you know, wives and girlfriends and single women, you know. It's not just men. And I got this message now. I'm not going to tell you who it's from. She would prefer that I keep her anonymous. And um, I just got this there the other night, uh, half twelve at night. I was struggling to sleep. And I was going through the Instagram message requests. And I usually get the same kind of messages about Australian stuff that I just haven't got the time to reply to every one of them. Because it's always the same question. If you need to know about Australia and you want to find a job in Australia... Google is your friend there, lads. I only know Brisbane, like. I don't know the whole of Australia. I don't know what you're going to earn when you go to Melbourne or Sydney or any of these places. So, please, um, use Google. It's much easier than asking me, because I won't be able to answer your question. But then, I stumble across this message. And I'm going to read it for you now. Lad, why is there not more people with a heart like yours? 
I've been watching your videos a long time, but they hit different this side of a breakdown. This time last year was bad, and if it wasn't for my wee child being with me, I wouldn't be here, and that's a fact. I can't even begin to describe the torment and hell I was living in, in my own head after losing two of the most important people in one week. I thought I was okay after the funerals and months ahead, but clearly not. After months of suffering, I drove to a well, known, very popular in Ireland, a spot that was secluded and I was not coming home alive. But I'm here, and your videos brighten my day, and my girl even laughs at you, and she is only two. Never underestimate the amount of people you help, men and women, and in turn that helps their families, friends, and everyone around them. You are on this earth for a reason, and thank God for that. I hope only good things ever come your way. Fuck, lads. When I, when I read those things, hey, fuck can you cry? There has been times where I have shed a tear reading those things. I'm never prepared for those types of messages. Never. Lads, I, I've no understanding of how I do help so many people. I will never understand that. Clearly I am, but I can never understand how. And if I am helping ye, isn't it fantastic? It's what I want to do. But me um, acting the bollocks and stuff on TikTok and all that kind of jazz and just kind of messing about. Me TikTok is blown fucking through the sky nearly in the last couple of days. I've gotten over 20,000 followers in two days like and it's just been hectic and crazy. And You know, um, knowing that I'm helping people out by acting the bollocks and by, I don't know, singing a song or telling a story or making you laugh or whatever. And it's, it's preventing you from killing yourselves. You've no idea what that does for me. How that makes me feel. You tell me how you feel. Now you're going to know how I feel. Lads. I am absolutely someone that um, can, can vouch for the fact that men keep things quiet and men don't talk about stuff. And 100%. I do it a lot of the time myself until I try and figure out what it is that's wrong with me. And then I'll sit down with herself or, you know, I'll, I'll talk about it on into the camera and let people hear what I have to say. Because I'm trying to break that whole fucking stigma that's out there that men shouldn't talk. And the thing about it is too, when you do post stuff like that online, you've got lads that are hurting inside that want to shut you up because they don't want to talk. So what they'll say is, oh, real men don't feel pressure. Real men don't talk. Real men just get on with it. No, lad. You are hurting inside. And you don't want to be brave enough. You you can't seem to be brave enough to talk about it. And you end up fucking yourself up then because it just builds and builds and builds. Gets to the point where you can't get past it. And lads end up killing themselves. And that's the, that's the fucking truth of it. But to hear those words coming from fucking complete strangers to me. I don't even know who that girl is. I, I know her name. I don't know who she is. She only knows me from a screen, like. That's like reaching out to Leonardo the Cappuccino and telling him, Lad, you're rolling the Titanic now. Save me from jumping off that ship. You know, that's, that's exactly how I feel, like. It's mad. I can't really comprehend it or send it out there where you can comprehend how I'm feeling. It's just it, fucking mad. Madness is all I can say. I'm lost for words here a lot of the time with some of the messages I get, but... Never be afraid, lads, to just talk, you know, and I, when I get messages like that, I reply to people. I can't reply to everyone that asks me every question about Australia. This is all stuff you can do yourselves, lads. Absolutely, I haven't got time to sit there and 
look up for you what the best route for you to get into Australia is. Do your research yourself. I don't want to lead you down the wrong road. So a lot of the time I won't answer those questions because I don't want to give you false hope. You know, you need to do it for yourself and see how you get on. But there is people that will reach out to me and spill their, their not their problems, but kind of tell me they're in a dark space and they're struggling and all that kind of stuff. And I am 100% behind you, 100% in your corner. I'm not going to back away from you. I'm not going to ignore you. I had one fellow recently, his name is Liam, and he listens to the podcast apparently. And he messaged me. He's from Wexford and he messaged me and he told me that he was going through an awful time and again my videos help him and get him through his day and all that kind of stuff and you know he'd be lost or he'd be probably dead if I wasn't on the screen which I can't fathom I can't comprehend how I could have been that person but if I am fucking unreal lads unreal and um, I was chatting to him and making sure he was alright and stuff like that and then I tried to reach out to him and his Instagram is gone. So I don't know what the story is with him. I haven't heard from him. I haven't seen him pop up on my TikTok or anything like that. Commenting or liking or anything like that. So Liam, lad, if you're listening to this, please just somehow message me. Don't feel ashamed. Somehow let me know. Even like a couple of my videos so I might see your name pop up in the notifications. Just at least let me know you're all right because I don't know what the story is with you, lad. I've tried messaging you and I've sent out a few videos to to see what the story is with you as well and... I've heard nothing at all, so if you could let me know, lad, that you're alright, that'd be good, hey? Sorry, that's just fucking... I do be overwhelmed, like, I do get overwhelmed with the messages that I get, and I'm just... The way I look at it is, I'm just an ordinary fucking lad, you know, that just acts the bollocks a bit on TikTok and tells stories and just... Yeah, for some reason, people are clinging to it and they're gravitating towards it and they're finding some kind of comfort and security in it. And I'll never understand it. I'll never get used to it. But fuck me. Am I glad I'm able to do it? Oh yes. Oh yes. I'll never get used to it. But if it's working, I'll keep doing it. That's it, lad. That's what we're trying to do. Just trying to make people laugh because the best cure for sadness is laughter. Because if you're laughing, you're not sad. That's a fact. That's a fact. And if we can help people by making them laugh... Making him feel good. We'll do that. We'll do that. But here, I'm getting fucking hungry now. I know, I'm hungry myself and the uncle will be waking up soon now as well, so we better wrap this up now. It's actually not going to be overly short compared to the rest of them, so um, thanks very much, lads. I, if this one is shite, I'm so sorry. We just tried to pump it out today just to give you something to listen to. It might come out on the day it usually comes out or it might come out the next day. We'll let you know anyway, so thanks very much, lads. I'm fucking near dead here. <laughs> The tiredness is kicking in. Right, lads. Have a good one. Take it easy. Bye. See you later on, lads. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.